0: What happened? Yes, your eyes do not deceive you. A third period and game for the ages as the Minnesota Wild storm back to stun the Vancouver Canucks. A game so crazy, it requires two episodes to break it down. And we will, as well as discussing tonight's game against the Winnipeg Jets on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: Hey, this is Brandon Duham, and this is Locked On Wild.
0: What's happening, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any new episodes throughout the week. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 bet that wins. That's $150 if your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com/lockedon to get started. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we break down a catastrophically crazy <laughs> ten to seven win for the Minnesota Wild against the Vancouver Canucks. We'll talk about the third period. I, I don't even know. I'm I'm still a day later, trying to struggle through words to describe. What happened? We'll talk about the big dogs, as I'm just going to keep calling them. Garrel Kaprizov, Jewel Eriksanak, and Matt Boldy. And we'll talk about tonight's game against the Winnipeg Jets. My name is Seth Topal, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. Joins today by Alex Micheletti. A victory Micheletti Tuesday. And maybe the most celebratory victory Micheletti Monday or Tuesday we've ever had because... 5 to 3 was the deficit heading into the third period and the wild score 5 goals in 5 minutes. They take an 8-5 lead. They end up winning 10 to 7. Alex, are you as lost for words describing yesterday's game as I am?
1: Yeah, I did not see that coming. <laughs> I did not see that comeback. It's it seemed like Vancouver had sucked the life out of the Wild and then they just uh, you know, by the magic of they kept getting five on threes, which was <laughs> unbelievable. I can't, I was like, what is Vancouver doing? They just, you know, penalty after, after penalty and, uh, you know, the wild took advantage and, uh, you know, the power play was hot. Um, and, uh, you know, Eck is just, uh, you know, he's raised his game to a whole nother level and, you know, has a, a career high in goals now. It's just, uh, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And, uh, uh, that top line is, uh, you know, they've come to play and, uh, now they're only two points back of a, of a playoff spot. Who who would have ever thought?
0: Not not me, not us. Um yeah. this game reminds me of I'm gonna use a Christmas story um adjective to uh parallel to describe this game. It reminds me of when Ralphie and his his two friends get cornered by I think the kid's name is Scud Farkas. <laughs> They get cornered by him and he is pestering them like he n- normally does with with Flick or Flea or whatever the the crony's name is. He's just pestering them. And all of a sudden, something in Ralphie just snaps. And he is just, he's throwing rights, he's throwing lefts, he breaks uh Scud Farkas's nose, like, and there's just blood everywhere. And all the kids that are seeing this unfold on the playground are just like... And it gets to the point where his mom comes in to try to break things up, and he's still... He's cussing up a storm. This is this game reminds me of that because it did feel a little bit like the Wild just got tired of being beaten up on by all these other Western Conference teams. Like The Wild weren't... They were getting chances in the first two periods. It's just... Philip Gustafson just didn't have it in this one. He gave up five and it seemed like I I went back to the goal that the wild thought they scored to make it five to four that got taken off the board. At that point, it seemed like the wild were like, you know what? We're tired of this. Let's just go punch a team in the mouth. And I know Vancouver did get the two goals to cut it to eight to seven, but you could have, you could have put in an entirely new team. I don't think it would have made a difference. Vancouver just got in the way of a team that wanted to let off some frustration with how some of these games have gone.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, I think the one goal that changed everything was uh, the, the bully, the pass off the skate to, you know, to act and that, that going in that, that, that changed the game uh, completely. And, uh, you know, thinking this, they, they got that and, uh, you know, this is a team that just, uh, they were not going to lose that game. They just were determined. To, <laughs> and you know, and Vancouver, uh, uh, if you're Casey DeSmith, Smith, uh, you got to be so frustrated because some of the goals were just, you know, it was complete putt put luck, puck luck, mm-hmm. but, uh, um, you know, that, that seemed to rattle him and the, the wild, you know, took advantage of, of that. And, uh, um, you know, Vancouver was making just costly mistakes Yeah, you know, JT Miller threw one into the stands and yeah, just, uh, you know, it's, it's unbelievable. I was joking too, that Mark Andre Fleury, what he made six saves and he gets the win. So <laughs> he gets the
0: <laughs> win and he got a, uh, he got a social media post to commemorating right. the, uh, the six saves that he had, but yeah, what a win. you know, if you would have told me that Philip Gustafson would have the better of the day for the goalies, I would have said, uh I don't think that's possible. Right. But they just and it was it was something that they were doing early in the game. Like it was very it was very much an effort that, hey, we got to get to the front of the net. We got to get De Smith's attention focused on one thing and try to kind of chip it past him. The Wild had by my count, I think like seven or eight point blank looks in which they missed the net, whether it be on chip ins or just whiffing on shots. Um, And so it, the attack was there from the get-go. It's just, it's frustrating when you only give up two shots in the first like 14 minutes of a period. And both of them are goals <laughs> like that. That just, I'm sure just led to this boil over and um, they, they just went to the same thing. Almost every goal that they scored down the stretch and Vancouver was just helpless and Rick Tockett looked kind of shell-shocked after the game. I'm sure it's ironic too, because I kind of wondered, and I think Judd Zulgat even said this up in the press box, like you're up two to one, but it felt very much like a period in which Tockett probably could have laid into his team for, they they did not play great. Vancouver did not play great in that first period. They played better in the second but they did not play well in that first period, even though they had the two to one lead. And so there were all these signs that the comeback was there for the taking if the wild wanted it. And we've seen instances throughout the year in which they have not reached up to grab it, but credit to the wild fully for just grabbing that game and saying, we're, we're not giving it back. We don't care if you, even if the, even if Vancouver would have tied it up, I th- I still think the Wild would have won it.
1: Well, the the funny thing about this matchup too is, if the Wild make the playoffs, they'd be playing Vancouver. You know, if they get that if they get that last wild card spot, Vancouver is the is the team most likely, unless Vancouver really just drops the ball at the end of the year here. But that that's who they would be playing. So Vancouver will remember this one for sure. Uh, you know, and you know Thatcher Demko was not the goalie, so that that. <laughs> That might have made a, a whole lot of difference yesterday, but uh...
0: I'll uh, I'll take a seven game series of this. Yeah, yeah, if the Wild, if the Wild are going to make the postseason, it might as well be against a team that they have had a little bit of success against. Right. Like no to Dallas, no, no to Winnipeg, <laughs> no, no, no to, Colorado. to Colorado, no to Vegas, no to Los Angeles Kings, like. It might be Vancouver or bust, which right. probably is indicative of kind of where this team is at and yeah, what we think about like making the playoffs. But I don't know, and I'm I'm fascinated. I talked about this in uh, the Lockdown NHL show, which will also drop today. I'm going to be fascinated to see how Vancouver reacts to Kaprizov scoring that empty netter with 1.9 seconds left to play. Like. Yeah.
1: They're going to remember that the next time they play. No
0: Teams doubt. don't forget. No. Teams do not forget. No. And no, so, just... just another piece to this, another wrinkle to add to this game that uh, was just, it, it was hands down, it was the craziest game I've ever yeah. seen. The only one that I can think of that even came close was that game against Winnipeg, which I think was two seasons ago. In which Juul Erickson Ek played, he got bumped up to the same line as Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello. He had a hat trick to, and the, the Wild scored like two goals, I think, in the final minute to send it to overtime. And then Erickson Ek completed the hat trick in overtime to win the game. That is probably just right off the top of my head. And if there is a crazier game, feel free to drop it in the comments. That's probably the craziest one I can remember over the last couple of years in terms of like, like there have been great games like game three of the postseason series against Dallas where the wild ran the stars out of the out of the arena. Those are great games. But if we're talking about chaos games, this is probably top. And that game against Winnipeg is probably second, just right off the top of my head.
1: Yeah. For, for me, uh, I was there, but the, um, the Gabrick when he scored five goals um, against the Rangers, that was, that was nuts. That's a little bit older, but uh, that, that was a crazy game. But this one, I mean, I've never seen, I've never seen a game with three hat tricks. No, uh, like <laughs> we'll never probably see that again. Uh, um, and then, uh, what, four or five on threes for the wild too, which is, that, that is absolutely insane. It, it just kept happening. And just, you know, at, at the worst times for Vancouver too. Yeah. Just uh, one, one will never forget. And then, I mean, the two empty netters at the end, the Brodeen sailing it from, <laughs> from the full length of the ice, ice which is crazy and kaprizov just all right i'll just i'll i'll slam it home too uh, with one second left that was that was crazy uh yeah just uh, i i can't believe that one
0: game had it all it uh, it had it all including a combined seven goals and nine assists <laughs> for the big dogs as i'm going to call them We'll talk about the Wilds' top players absolutely standing on their heads over the last six games. We'll even look at where they stand amongst the rest of the NHL's greats in terms of points since we went to the second half of the season. All that coming up on today's episode of Locked on Wilds after this. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA you can get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets if your bet wins. For instance, if you took the Minnesota Wilds to beat Vancouver yesterday, or you took the over, you had just an insane day, and you could have made it an even crazier one if you had taken your bonus bets and put it on anytime goal scorers for Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Boldy, Jewel Erickson Eck, Matt Zuccarello, Marco Rossi, Jonas Brodine, any of those could have made you, you would be swimming in money. You'd be like Scrooge McDuck <laughs> jumping into a pool and just swimming through dollar bills. Had you put any amount on yesterday's game against Vancouver. You can also bet your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to shoot your shot today. FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. Welcome back to today's episode of Locked On Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. Again, reminder, we've got tonight's. Game against Winnipeg, we'll have a uh, postcast for you after the game is done. It may be a little later than we normally go because I'm pulling double duty tonight, but uh, it it'll be right around the time that we normally go, if not a little later tonight. But we will still have you covered after tonight's game against the Jets. Before we get to that, though, Alex, let's talk about the big dogs, as I'm calling them. Haven't come up with a great Name for that line yet? Although somebody called them the Beak Line, which is probably that's probably the leader in the clubhouse as of right now. But Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Boldy, and Erickson Eck in the six games since they have united, and some of these points have been power play points. So you know the the production since they have played regularly together is the key thing here. Jule Ericssonek in the six games. 7 goals, 5 assists, 12 points. Easy math, that's 2 points per game. Kirill Kaprizov, 4 goals, 8 assists, 12 points. Again, 2 points per game. Matt Boldy, 3 uh 4 goals, 7 assists, 11 total points in the 6 games since they started playing together. These guys have just elevated To a different level here and you know you see it in just the passing like the one that sticks out to me is against Buffalo where Matt Boldy had the puck in the defensive zone lasers a pass up to the top of the Buffalo zone to Kirill Kaprizov who motors it into the zone and I I still am unclear as to whether or not he was shooting this puck or just kind of lost it or just intended to try to deke out uko Pekalukinen or Uple, upl upl <laughs> as uh as he was uh was called during the game i'm still unclear as to if he was shooting that puck or if he just sauced it up to jewel Erickson x to bury the goal but that's the kind of chemistry that and you would expect that with your top players <laughs> playing together on a line but It's it's a line that's been a problem for every opponent that the Wild have played. And that success is translated between playing together in five on five and playing on the power play like they're just they're just possessed right now.
1: Yeah, uh, is so funny to watch because it literally every game he gets under the skin of every team and it's it's amazing and uh you know he was drawing penalties because of it uh you know yesterday and you know he's just getting to the right areas to score i mean he's he's getting to where zach parisi used to score all of his goals um and uh you know he just uh he compliments uh, boldy and kaprizov with their skills so well and uh you know he's becoming a power play force (laughs) it's uh it's incredible he's up there with us you know some of the best in the game so um you know kudos to john hines to putting them together uh, because i don't know where this team would be uh recently if he didn't do that um so big credit for you know making that decision and uh you know the rest of the team is just following um their way Uh, you know we joke (laughs) That, uh, Freddie Goudreau and, uh, and, and Marcus Johansson, they have their, their Tony Snell games are, are basically no, no production. And so, um, it's good that the, that the top line is, is coming to play. And, uh, you know, another guy that's been playing really well is Marco Rossi too mm-hmm. just, uh, uh, he's really um, playing with a lot of confidence um you know it's it's great to see and you know Jonas Brodin and uh, um, uh Brock Faber continue to be locked down uh, you know when when they need to be so it's uh yeah it's uh <laughs> it's going to be a chaos you know yesterday was chaos we got another uh division game tonight and uh you know the there's like three or four teams battling for the last spot and and some of these teams they they seem like They've completely fallen out of it. the coyotes have lost 10 in a row. It's that that that's unbelievable. The Blues are a weird team they they beat teams that they that they should beat and then lose to others that they that they shouldn't lose to. Nashville is a weird team it you know Seattle who knows Seattle's such a wild card. Uh, it's yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. The Kings, they looked left for dead, but since the coaching changed, they've played extremely well. So uh, this last spot is just, it's going to be something else.
0: Calgary who I yep. had just, I had officially completely written them off and then they go and they beat Winnipeg. yesterday. Not only, like, not
1: only do they beat Winnipeg, they beat Hellebuck. Yeah. been a Vesna all year, which is what? So the wild probably get uh, a tonight, but uh, they do. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> It's you can't you can't make it up. This this season's been crazy.
0: It it has been insane, and we remember the slow starts for Kaprizov for Boldy this season. Well, I looked yesterday. Kirill Kaprizov is on pace again. On pace doesn't mean he doesn't mean he's going to get there, but he is on pace right now for thirty four goals and eighty five points in a season in which he looked like he 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 looked like he wasn't going to be able to make it through the rest of the season at the beginning of the year and he's on pace for 85 points jewel erickson x on pace for 42 goals 76 points matt boldy's on pace for 30 goals 66 points and so like the the numbers for boldy since heinz took over i think it's 19 goals and 18 assists in 36 games since heinz took over like These guys just continue to uh, continue to get it done. And further point to that is where they stand amongst the rest of the NHL. Uh, Erickson Eck is fourth. Kaprizov is fifth. Boldy is sixth in points in the entire NHL since February 7th. Since they started playing together as a line like it's that's, that's what you need from your top level players. But as you alluded to with, uh, Freddie, you and Marcus Johansson, who we'll talk about more in a little bit here. Um, if this team is going to be able to sustain this, they're going to need the rest of the lineup to follow suit. Like you gotta, gotta get a little more from the second line. And Matt Zuccarello was better against Vancouver. He had a four point night himself, but he was very quiet against Buffalo. Like, they they have i i'm to the point where i think you have to try unless there's a clause in Marcus Johansson's contract where if he plays below top 6 his cap number elevates to like 58 million dollars <laughs> unless there's some stipulation in there like that i'm to the point where i think you got to try it because it it's one thing to say that a player is skating well that's that's great awesome but if you're not contributing at all like that's that's a problem that's yeah. that's something that just has to be addressed
1: yeah I mean as we've seen you know if the wild do make the playoffs you know it's, it could probably be Vancouver and Rick Tocket they're gonna uh, yesterday's game is not gonna be a playoff game I mean yeah you're gonna have you know low scoring and I mean, they are going to shut down. They're going to do their best to shut down that top line. And so then Mm -hmm. you're going to have to get production from that second line and third line, Uh, fourth line, you know, so it's a wild card, but the second and third lines are going to have to do more than what they're doing right now, because as we've seen with the wild, they've just in the past have been, their top lines have been invisible in the playoffs. So uh, it's, uh, they're going to need a lot of help uh, there.
0: But as we'll talk about here, As we preview tonight's game against the Winnipeg Jets, Freddie Goudreau and Marcus Johansson may offer the best chance in terms of scoring goals here tonight. And you're probably listening to this like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Um, Don't worry. I've got a stat for that, that we will share as we finish today's episode of Locked on Wilds after this. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is also brought to you by Game Time. Folks, the temperatures are way above where we normally are at In the winter, which means this is definitely going to continue, which means that it is getting closer to spring and summer concert time. And there's no better way to give a friend or a family member a gift than to buy them tickets to their favorite bands. Kenny Chesney's headed to the U.S. Bank Stadium in May. Maybe you want to go there. I certainly would love to. And Game Time can help make your ticket buying experience as stress-free as possible. GameTime can offer you last-minute ticket deals, plus they show you your view from every seat in the venue. And not only that, no more hidden fees that pop up at the end of your transaction. What you pay is shown clearly in front of you, so you don't have anything unexpected pop up when you hit the checkout line. Take all of the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Seth's Topol joined by Alex McLennie as we shift our focus now to tonight's game against the Winnipeg Jets. Jets have had the Wilds number so far this season as they have beaten them in both matchups. I remember vividly that we got to the point where we're like, hey, opportunity for the Wild to uh, to come a knock in here. If they can win one of these games against the Jets, they were within like two points of climbing into the third spot in the central and we all know what happened after that Kirill Kaprizov got hurt wild lose both ends of that doubleheader against the Winnipeg Jets and now the wild find themselves two points out of a playoff spot with again another pivotal have to have absolutely got to win it game against the Winnipeg Jets because Alex all we've asked all season Every time the Wilds get into a position like this where it's like, hey, we're back, we're ready to be a playoff team again, they get face stomped by Arizona, by Dallas, by Colorado, by whoever, Calgary even. And so these seven games in which the Wilds won the first, these seven games represent an opportunity for the Wild to finally get us to say, okay, we believe you now. If you can go through this stretch reasonably well, we'll be maybe ready to buy in. And so it's just it's another big game, especially coming off of an e- highly emotional win against Vancouver. Like the, you got to be on your guard in this one against the Jets.
1: Yeah, there could be, there could be a lot of drama coming tonight too. I mean, with uh, the whole Ryan Hartman, Cole Perfetti back and forth, so. Uh, I would expect maybe that they try to get Hartman going because there's no Felino or uh, you know Pat Maroon, so um, Hartman seems like the logical choice for a, for a throwdown to tonight or Bergoglian. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Uh, especially, it'll be interesting to see who's in the lineup for Winnipeg or not. You know, imagine if Logan Stanley's out there tonight, uh, which he. You know, most likely could be so brendan dillon <laughs> I sure Dylan. will be yeah so yeah just uh <laughs> all the suspects of uh, taking down krill um in the past so yeah there's lot, lots lots on the state uh, lots on the line tonight and uh you know it's gonna be the battle of the backup goalies Bersaw and uh flurry so you know it's weird calling flurry a backup goalie but that's that's what he is on this wild team or one b and uh yeah both teams on the back end of a back-to-back and uh so there could be some tired legs you know back and forth uh winnipeg also has sean manahan now uh which the wild have not seen on the jets um since they just acquired him recently and he had a hat-trick in the first period yesterday and they still lost, which is, Oof. which is just crazy to, to, to think. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he, um, how he looks uh, tonight out there. Um, uh, he's always played well against the wild and back going back to when he was with the flames. So yeah, lots, lots of intrigue <laughs> tonight and uh, hopefully the, the wild top line can keep it going. And, you know, the power play can, can stay hot because, Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of penalties in this game just, you know, with uh, tired legs and, um, you know, the the chirping that's going to occur tonight.
0: And if you look at this season, at least the two wild players who have scored the most against the Winnipeg Jets, it's Freddie Goudreau, who has (laughs) three points in the two games and Marcus Johansson has two points in the two games. And so. Maybe (laughs) this is the spark they need. Maybe this is the opportunity to get them going. Hat trick game for Freddie Goudreau, (laughs) Marcus Johansson. If we have any sort of statistical oddity, and I'm including this in the uh, John Merrill hat trick category, any further hat tricks the rest of the season, and I will do that, that Pocky chip challenge for an episode. The chip that has been like banned by the FDA. Um. I'll, I'll do it. So don't uh, don't make me sweat that Freddie or Marcus Johansson in tonight's game. Oh, man,
1: that would be something.
0: What's going to happen is one of them will score two goals in the first period, and I'll be like, can you not? You'll be sweating. <laughs> oh. It'll be an interesting game, to say the least. And let's also give a quick shout out to uh, to Declan Chisholm, who has played in the last two games. I thought he looked really good against Buffalo. He, I, I thought he looked fine against yeah. Vancouver. Maybe he just... slipped on that one play that I thought was going to turn into a goal, but uh, you know, yeah.
1: he, he looks, uh, he looks like a natural out there um, and just uh, very smart and, and savvy smooth. Yeah. smooth, smooth with chism. the puck.
0: And he's got a, he's got a rocket of a wrist shot, which yeah. definitely translates. So yeah, I,
1: I it just, you know, now that the jets is the opponent tonight too, it could be a, you know the Chisholm revenge game uh twenty eight you know,
0: minutes against the Jets. I
1: I still don't understand how they like, hmm, let's keep Logan Stanley a pylon out there over yeah. this guy, you know, Declan Chisholm. I know he's what this is, you know, he's played six NHL games now, but uh I mean he looks he looks like the real deal out there. Um so I don't know what their decision making was with uh, keeping you know Logan Stanley over him but so we'll we'll see if he gets a revenge game tonight.
0: We will find out, but we'll have you covered all throughout uh, the uh, the week here. We'll have you covered after tonight's game as well. Again, might be a little later than we typically do our postcast, but we'll still fire one up. Um, I've got double duty here tonight, but I'll be keeping an eye on the game as well. So that's our episode for today. Make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe if you have not already so that you don't miss out on any future episodes here on Locked On Wild. You can find new episodes plus pre- and post-game content all week long as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.